Welcome, everybody, to Paranormal Analytical. I'm your host, Eddie Hill, along with my other hosts, Rick Warren and James Toops. How's everybody doing tonight? Good. What's up, guys? Um, not how's, a whole lot. Eddie? How are you doing, Rick? I'm doing pretty good. How's Eddie doing? Doing good, my brother. Doing good. Got a great show tonight. Right. Wanted to talk about uh, some of the spells and magic. White magic, black magic, voodoo. Right up your woods there, James, with the voodoo spells. Yeah, um, just just for the record, uh, in the background right now, um, in another window I have open right now, I'm playing a, a Peter Gundry track, which is Peter Gundry, if you don't know, he's a composer from um, Alaska. Not Alaska. There's no composers in Alaska. He's from a... He's from uh, Australia, and the guy is a freaking genius. And um, I'm listening to some Norse Viking music right now. It's a full album. Uh, it's Very really cool. creepy. It's really good. Um, Peter Gundry is a freaking genius. You know, you guys ought to check him out. Gundry, G-U-N-D-R. He's a freaking genius, man. It's really good. That is awesome. And, um, hey, Gordon. How you doing, brother? Yeah, we got, Gordon, Gordon, the, we got the Gordon in the chat. We've got Valerie. We've got fucker. Danielle. <laughs> Heck yeah, we got we got everybody in here. This is awesome. And uh the room's starting to fill up. It's a pleasure to have everybody with us tonight. Rick, I know you were talking yeah. to me about some spells and some black magic and white magic. And how you wanted to talk about yeah. that this week. Yeah, yeah. 
Yeah. It is uh, something that we have to, um, when you, when you say paranormal, when you bring in the word paranormal, those are almost uh, synonymous with paranormal. Mm-hmm. You have the white magic, you have the black magic, you have Santeria, you have James's favorite subject, voodoo. And it is one of the most awesome things that you can look into, but you got to be careful, people. Oh, be careful when you go to looking into these things. Hang, hang on, Rick. See, I didn't know this, but okay. Gordon had a birthday. See, James, yeah, you didn't share did. that with us, and you I sure didn't did. know. Gordon, happy birthday, my brother. Yeah, happy I'm on top of my shit, birthday. man. He, Gordon happy is birthday, now older Gordon. than dirt officially. You might as well get on here and tell everybody yeah, your age, You Gordon. only make 21 like 15 times. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Gordon, get your ass older and get on here and get roasted, man. It is your birthday, or it was, but now, it you is. know what? This is the first show since his birthday. His ass needs to get on here Easter tonight. Come on, Gordon. Yeah, come and on. And if you Gordon. don't, if you chickens out, that's fine, man. Hey, happy birthday, brother. Gordon, we love you, man. And uh, we're glad to have you... Uh, <laughs> He says, thanks because you suck, Eddie. <laughs> we love you too, Gordon, man. Happy birthday, brother. Hope you had a best day in uh, 44 shit <laughs> for the fourth time. <laughs> hey, I, I think I'm still Gordon, probably man, one man. of the youngest you, pups over and, uh, here. You know, you know that? Gordon, here's to many more, man. Here's to many more, Gordon. Cheerios. Heck yeah. So I'm sorry. Uh, we had to give Gordon that birthday wish real quick. Happy birthday, Gordon, from all of us to you, my buddy. You, you, I mean, it's you awesome bet. that you've been around this long, and we should all congratulate you. I'll give you the clap. <laughs> I think he's had that before. <laughs> It wouldn't. It wouldn't be the first time. It wouldn't be the first time. Rick. We love you, Gordon. We love you. We love you, Gordon. Hey, we do. If you if you could give him the cream, if you could give him the cream, it would be better. <laughs> All right. Well, this is a family show, kind of. Such assholes. Yeah. This this is kind of a family love show. Gordon, um. So I'm sorry, Rick. Continue our brother. Okay. Anyway, what we're talking about tonight, ladies and gents, is um, about the thing that, like I said, as far as if you mention paranormal, you've got to mention what goes on in the paranormal because it comes around in white magic, comes around in Santeria, it comes around in black magic, it comes around in all kinds of hexes and spells and things that go bump in the night, just like Eddie was talking about. And we want to talk some of those things and um, what you can get into and what you shouldn't get into. And uh, some of the stuff that we're going to be talking about, even uh, there's a lot of Wicca people that uh, have different things that are going on with them. When you start working in the deities and start um, building your altars and things like that. That falls right in with the superstitions and falls right in with the things that we find in the paranormal. And Eddie and I and James, we've been on locations. We've been in places that before 
that you guys will back me up on this. What? There's people that are messing with things that they shouldn't mess with and they get caught up in it. What do you think, Eddie? Absolutely. And, you know, a lot of people like to go and play with the Santeria uh, or, you know, what we call curanderas, curandero uh, here in the, in the Texas region. And, you know, a lot of people think that it's all hocus pocus and, and BS, but I'm telling you that that shit's real. Um, I, I've seen it work. It's worked on me. And it's not just the power mm-hmm. of belief in it, because when I was a child, my mom, my grandmother was a Santeria. She she uh, was uh, she did the white magic. She did a lot of cures and, and things of that nature. And uh, it, she was, uh, you know, I, I didn't realize it at the time, but she was very powerful. And uh, she dealt a lot with uh, the evil eye, uh, different things that happened. I mean, she would, I. I I can't yes. even, I mean, I've seen eggs where she's prayed over me with these chicken eggs and she's cracked them the next day after leaving them under my bed all night long. And they literally, when they crack them, dump them in a, into a, into a, a little see-through glass uh, a deal, like a little measuring cup. It, you can actually see the black ring and the outline of an eye in it. If you've had el mal de ojo or the evil eye and uh mm-hmm. it's crazy and we've had a i've got a lot of stories from my grandmother's house of different crazy things that have taken place and uh my grandmother has done a lot to uh to help me through some of these uh scary situations when i was just a child so yeah it was really crazy and we now have gordon park in the room the old man what's up guys hey hey How's Gordon? Gordon. What's up, brother? What's going on, guys? How are y'all doing tonight? We are doing, brother. You want to We're jump good, in here and I talk some have, spook stuff? I only have one one piece of advice for Gordon. You know, since turning the old age of 44 for the fifth time, I have a piece of advice for Gordon. <coughs> that is, never, ever trust a fart at your age. At your age, it, with all due respect, sir, never trust a fart. <laughs> And don't waste a boner. Do not waste a boner, sir. Whatever you do. Those, I mean, those, even if you're solo, man, don't waste those, a boner and don't trust the part. Those are great words. It's words to live by. I, I'm telling you. And, and, and this is coming from someone that's older than you, Gordon. All right, listen to me. All right. Do not. So from what I'm hearing. <laughs> so from what I'm hearing, go. don't trust a fart. And... James, yes. you're volunteering to help me never waste a boner? Yes, he is. No, that's not what you're hearing. That is not what you're hearing. He's going to help you with that. Even Look, even if your Aunt Nancy Pelosi comes over, strips down buck naked, and says, hey, get it, son. I know you're going to get a boner. I know you're going to bone up. Don't waste that shit, man. Don't waste it. Yeah, Nancy, you got this, bro. You got, hey, got your back, bro, that. way back, but I got your back. I'm so glad I came on tonight and, uh, to get roasted. Hey, Gordon, where else can you get roasted and have so much fun all at once? <laughs> yeah, this is a valid point, but I'm going to duck out. Was, yeah. Thank you to you guys. I'll see you all tomorrow night where there will be no rusting of, or roasting of Gordon. So... <laughs> Uh, well, let's we just hope you, we, we love you, brother. Yeah, yeah, we love you, Gordon, but we just want to make Good sure night, you guys. make it past your birthday. 
It is. Past See you later, brother. Time. Yes, the nursing home nurse. The guys are making. Oh, the good lord. Have the wife lay you down, warm your feet, and give you some more milk, and you'll be okay. Oh, and, and, don't, and don't take the bedpan too far away from your side. Yeah, all right. And hey, when they change your catheter, if you do spring a boner, don't waste that shit. <laughs> so that means immediately call James. Call James. That's right. Immediately. There you go. You've there only you've, you've got minutes, okay. And the older you get, way, man. the, the less minutes you way. have. So okay, well Woo! that was fun on Air Force One. Ooh. So now back to Gurinderas. Continue onward, Rick. Mm-hmm. Okay. Um, throughout time, we have had. Um, a great amount, a great amount religion, a great amount of everything from ghosts to superstitions to whatever you want to call it. But one thing they all have in common is, is this, is they have a certain reason why we have spells, why we have hexes, why we have curses. It can be for good. It can be for bad. And it can be for anything that you want it to be. It's that powerful, guys. I know James knows what I'm talking about when we talk about the voodoo. You're from down in Louisiana, and you've heard about it. Give us a little uh, insight on that, would you, James? Well, I'll, I'll tell you, it's it, um, it's not as prominent down there now as it used to be. Um, you know, back in the day, back in the 1800s, you know, 17s. Um, nowadays, it's more hidden. It's 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 pushed out of the mainstream. Um, voodoo is something that came out of, uh, out of Haiti. And, um, there's a lot of, a lot of crazy things that, that goes along with this stuff. And it's a dark, it's a dark thing. It's, it's a light thing. There's, it's different elements of voodoo. And, um, it's not something that's really advertised down there. So from where I'm from, um, originally 60 miles, uh, south of New Orleans. So I'm way, way down south, right? Uh, it takes me about, I don't know, 50, 50 minutes to an hour to get to New Orleans. And, um, but, you know, I'm from way down south, like as far as the asshole of Louisiana you can get. Okay. And uh, you really don't hear a lot about voodoo down there. You really don't. I mean, you know it growing up, you know it's there but you don't hear a lot about it, you know, until you start digging and start looking into uh, places that used to be uh, voodoo huts and, and things like that. But in reality, growing up, we really didn't, you know, come across that a whole lot, even though it is there. Um, I've investigated houses before where they have imported uh, relics from H, you know, Haitian relics and things like that, voodoo relics and stuff like that. And um, for me to see it in person, in Texas, um, in, in this place that I investigated not long ago and to see it in person, I was like, Oh, I knew immediately what the hell that was. I was like, Oh yeah. I, I know what time this is. I know what this is all about. And I wouldn't touch it. I wouldn't put my fingers on it. I would not touch it. And the people that own the place were like, if you pick it careful, blah, blah, blah. I'm like, mm -mm, negative home slice. I am not touching that shit because it had real hair on it. It was, you know, it had fingernails <laughs> in there. They were, 
<laughs> there were things in, involved in it. Yeah. And I'm like, body parts. Nah, like, I ain't yeah, touching this yeah. shit. I know exactly what. Yeah. Like real you, shit. And they were like, yeah, well, this is from the 1700s and the 1800s. And I'm looking at it like, wow, this, this person's hair is literally like 150 years old. And I'm not touching that. Ain't no way. Cause I don't want a hair to land up in my sleeve. And then, uh, come to the house and i got some weird freaking voodoo queen hairs you know uh-uh. no just not doing it this is like i avoided that shit like herpes you know so but either way uh the voodoo stuff down there is real it is don't don't get me wrong it is a real deal um our grandparents like danielle said talked about it and uh it was discussed um but it was such a taboo thing that we just didn't dive in depth with this stuff i mean it, it was it's really strange it's 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 bizarre. It really ain't there. I'm now, interested. Uh, did uh, you ever meet any practitioners or anything like that that might have been a part of the uh, religion? No, I haven't. Um, and it's probably because of our upbringing that, you know, you want to stay away from that kind of shit. So, like, uh, it's just. I didn't reach out to anyone and, and maybe I'm, I'm Rick. I might have, I really, I might have. Um, but I don't know, you know, these people are, they practice in, in silence. If you know what I mean? They don't, mm-hmm. this is not something that's yeah. advertised at all. Right. I've been to Marie, Marie Laveau's house of voodoo. I've been there. Um, I've seen, I've seen all the stuff in Marie Laveau's place and it's, it's, it's interesting. It really is. But I mean, as far as like practicing uh, voodoo or Wiccan down in, in New Orleans, in the heart of New Orleans, man, the, the further you go, I will tell you this, the further you go into New Orleans, the darker it gets. It's really, really dark. Yeah, I know and that for I'm not a fact. Because the streetlights are out. I'm saying because you, you leave a place, you go into some other people's house, it is dark. Yeah, I know that for a fact. I went down Bourbon Street a little too far one time, and uh, yeah, I had to turn around quickly and come back the other direction. No, no. <laughs> you, you know what I'm yeah, talking about. Eddie, that's not dark, buddy. That's, that's, that's something. Yeah. That's something else. That's yeah, you, you, dark, know, okay? you know exactly what I'm yeah, talking about. Street lights do stop at the purple pose. I get that. <laughs> <laughs> I know what you're talking about there. <laughs> exactly. I know what you're talking about. When you get down to the purple pose in the middle of the street and the street lights stop, it gets dark. You turn around and turn you go around. back the other way, buddy. Yep. <laughs> That's what you do. Yeah. Yeah, one of, one of, one yeah. of our buddies, but he continued. No, no, you got to hear this. You got to hear this real quick, James. One of our buddies continued into the darkness. Yeah, yeah, come on. And, yeah, and we warned on. him. We turned around and we went back the other way. We're like, "That's too dark for us." He showed back up with one of those trolls. Bless his heart. Yeah, he showed back up with one of those trolls, and he was about three sheets to the wind. And I'm gonna tell you. Oh shit! Did he yeah. know that troll had a penis? Yeah. Well, we tried to explain it to him, but he didn't listen. Um, he found out. <laughs> it happens to the best of them <laughs> it happens to the best of them <laughs> as long as you know where the pole or purple and the street lights stop uh, it gets dark back there buddy okay now turn around and go the other way now real quick rick but i will i'm sorry go ahead james i, I didn't mean to cut you off I j- no it's cool i just want to finish up with this so i, I spent i used to work on bourbon street and I spent a lot of time in the city and a lot of time out in the quarter and everything else. 
Um, just real quick, I want to mention this. So, um, you know, we're out there at the Bourbon Street one night, and I had uh, I had a, a membership to a club down there. It was a VIP membership to the Dungeon. And it's a really dark, gothic kind of club. You know, it's really cool. It's a really cool place. And it's just very, very gothic and really, you know, just neat. You know, it's just macabre. You know, it's very bizarre. So I'm chilling at this club one night and we got invited to an after party. It was me and a friend of mine named Jamie. And it was an after party on Bourbon Street, but it was like 12 blocks past the Purple Pose. It was like way down Bourbon. And we got way down to Bourbon Street and um, we get to this house. And Eddie, I'm not going to lie to you, man. It was a two-story house. Uh, we walked in and there was crosses in the in the living room and like naked people in the living room and it was just this weird very very strange place uh, i mean like full crosses like you you can hang people from there were eyelets on them um it was just a very very dark strange place and i'm not sure what these folks are into uh we hung out for a little bit and then we, we got the sam hell out of there probably about 30 40 minutes later i guess we got out man it, it was just, it was really, really dark, strange place. So that's what I'm saying. The further down you go into New Orleans, the further you branch off away from the high life and the city and everything else, the darker it gets until you finally reach a place where you're in the suburbs and stuff like that. But the actual history in the quarter of New Orleans is very, very dark. It really is. <laughs> Daniel says he went orgy. to an orgy. I didn't. It was just... If I would have been an orgy, I would have told you. <laughs> no, it wasn't that. I kind of wish it would have been. It would have been more fun. But, so, you know, this this place is really strange, man. That it sounds really like a was. place I'd like you to know, actually I check faked, out. Actually, I faked it. I had a back in the day when pagers, I faked it. I'm like, I got to go to work. My pager's going off. I got to go to work. And then we left. We get the fuck out of there. Yeah, that seems like a cool place to check out. Uh, one of the other things that I did not mention in the description is Santa Muerte. And if nobody knows or haven't heard of Santa Muerte, look it up real quick. This is something that people pray to. And Santa Muerte is the saint of the dead. Saint of the dead. And you mm-hmm. find it a lot over here. I was about to say it translates to the saint of death. Mm-hmm. And it's uh, it's used a lot with the curandera, uh, uh brujas things of that nature people who use uh this type of uh spells as well and and it's uh if you get a chance look it up santa muerte and uh it's it's crazy and rick in in the native american type folklore you all have you know your basic uh medicine doctors or your your medicine men medicine uh people that handle this type of stuff dealing which is similar to i guess uh, curanderas in the hispanic culture is that correct it is it is eddie you're right um you have your herbalist as far as what you call herbal people the medicine man medicine woman that will do the cures that will uh, take care of their people that is their life journey if they are chosen and you have to be chosen to be a medicine man or medicine woman and it's something that you are born into basically and you will take care of your people for the rest of your life it's not a it's no, there's no question about it there's no um uh there's no discussion about it that's that's what you are 
And they're very powerful. They know very, very potent, very, very extreme measures of healing arts, not only with herbals, but with plants and with, with just all kinds of stuff. Uh, you mentioned earlier, it can go from that side as far as just being from the light, white magic, as they call it, what a lot of people call white magic. But it also can go the other way, Eddie, when you were talking about the brujas. Okay, this that's Spanish for which I got hooked up with one in on the Navajo reservation one time and spent about two months down there. I had to leave. I had to run away mm-hmm. from that because that was something that was dragging me deeper and deeper and deeper and deeper into things that very dark, very dark. It took me almost three or four cleansings when I got back to the uh, uh, home to rid her of me. She was that strong. Wow. She was in Arizona. I was in Kansas. I could still feel her presence. I could still see her face at nights. I was still having nightmares. I had an ex like that one time. Had a what? An ex like that one time. Yeah. And she wasn't a bruja, but she, 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 (laughs) it was awful. But no, I mean, this, this literally, this falls into the arena of your skinwalkers as well. When men, uh, when thank you for saying that. Yes, the uh, when Dingo. Eddie, the that's, that's exactly what was on my mind. Mm-hmm. And um, exactly are, what was on my mind, Eddie. And you said it, it, you took the words right out of my mouth. Yeah, these are beliefs way back, way, way, way back, guys. I mean, way up in the Algonquin tribes, up by the Great Lakes and Canada and everything else like that with the Wendigo and everything. And and the Skinwalkers, they, they are basically the same genre, if you want to call it that. But they're things that you don't really want to discuss with the people because they, it is a reference to something that is most evil, that is uh, probably... I can't think of anything else unless it's demonized that basically these creatures are and skinwalkers are basically what I see Valerie has as a questionnaire with what is a skinwalker. Uh, it's basically like a shapeshifter. It can shapeshift into any form it wants, not only human, but animal. And it, it is a almost an unnatural desire with a skinwalker to eat. And same thing with the, Wendigo is to is is to cannibalize human flesh, and it is something that um, so, once you start down that road, uh, it, you can't. It, it's almost impossible to come back. Yeah, the Wendigos. Ahead, so are, with the Skinwalkers, Rick, I wanted to I wanted to ask you about the Skinwalkers. So um, up there, it's in Utah and uh, the Ute tribe. Um, man, it, it's just it's something that is truly. It is truly paranormal. They don't know what it is. It they is. don't know if it's, if it's demon. They don't know if it's UFO. It is com- Skinwalker Ranch out in Utah. Valerie, look it up. Skinwalker Ranch in Utah. It is completely. It was never human. It is guys. the definition of paranormal. It was never human. Is, the CIA, it, it has, the FBI, people have the, the government bought this. They, they had this. The government investigated this place for the longest time. And uh, recently, they finally gave up on it. But Rick, uh, I think it was the was it the Navajo um, Indians that it was the Ute or, or what? There was a tribe, Rick, up there. I don't know. Uh, it was the Ute. The what Ute was it? And the Navajo, mm-hmm. the Ute, U T E, 
okay. are very, very, uh, yep. so are the Navajo. Yeah. And um, those are things. And they stay that, away from that, this place. They do. Oh, they do. They do. I mean, it is a harbinger yeah. of death. They, it's they, a harbinger of they, evil. And is cursed. According to the tribes, the land is cursed. According to the CIA, uh, they don't want nothing to do with this place. Uh, there's a documentary out on this, a really good one. It's uh, it's called Hunt for the Skinwalkers. Um, it's produced by uh, a guy that, that produces other things uh, with uh, uh, UFO documentaries um, with Bob Lazar. And it's really good. It's a really good documentary. Um, you you have to buy it. It's like five bucks on Netflix, but just go ahead and get it. It's really good. I watched the whole thing. It was great. Um, but Skinwalker is just the epitome of investigation. But the problem with Skinwalker, there's a problem with that. Um, Skinwalker poses a real threat. Skinwalker poses, you might go out there and check it out, but you might not come back. Um, this is the real deal. This is the epitome of paranormal. There's, there's things that happen at Skinwalker that you don't want to know that you don't want to dabble in. Like this is not a place to fuck around in. Skinwalker is serious. No. And it's no. a hotbed for paranormal and well, UFO me, and just unknown activity. And it's in Utah. When I was out there, when I was out there and I, and, and they don't, and, and unless you are very familiar with somebody or somebody is familiar with the people themselves and everything, it's not to be discussed. It's not even to be brought up. Even if you, even in name, they are so, well, fearful, actually fearful of what can transpire if they mention that name or even get dab, dabble into they what be. they believe is a, uh, like I said, it's never been human. These things are in the supernatural realm and in dimensional life of what we as human beings have never seen. And unless you yourself have been around people. I was around that brouhaha for almost two months and I saw things and seen things and, 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 and it was, it was a world of darkness. It was a world of just transfiguration of, of human to almost uh, ghostly spirituality that will take you to the darkest realm you've ever seen or ever, ever experienced. And then, like I said, I had to move. I had to, I had to leave. I had to run away from it. And uh, I never want to see that kind of evil again, guys. It's it's not something you want to dabble in. Agreed. Okay, everybody, we're well, going to take I'll a quick what, break. Skinwalker, if you know you 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 show up on a you show up on a that, that an animal is completely drained of blood and there's nothing on the ground, like the animal was drained of blood somewhere else and then placed there, like a, a whole calf. There's no blood left in this animal. That's not something you want to play around with. Absolutely. I'd love yeah. to investigate. Okay, real, real quick, we're going to take a fast break. All righty. Well, I'm back, and everybody else split. So I guess it didn't cut us off, but the music did. So anyway, um, we're going to continue on talking a little bit over here until they show back up, but we're talking about skinwalkers. We're talking about... Uh, different types of black magic, white magic, voodoo, and uh, things of that nature. So here's the one thing that we got to remember. Like if we're dealing with uh, any type of black magic or white magic, you got to be very careful because a lot of people don't really believe that this kind of stuff is real, but it really is. 
and like I was telling you, we had uh, some situations when I was a, a, a small kid and my grandmother would actually uh, cure me of like the evil eye or something like that. Because if somebody gives you the evil eye, a lot of times they don't even realize it. But it's if they see you or there's something about you uh, that they feel very strongly of, they want to touch. They want to touch that person. And if they don't touch you, then what happens is you end up starting to get sick or you start ending up to get uh, very ill. And it is extremely bad. Um, it was a... Uh, and, and and that's when my grandmother would actually break out the egg and, and do the prayers. But you would actually see the evil eye break out once it uh, once they break the egg over the top of you. And, or into the glass, rather. And you can see the eye inside of that glass. And it, it's crazy. I mean, it's, it's very, very weird. Uh, have you ever seen that when they break the egg, Rick? Yes. And the smell, oh my mm -hmm. God. And you're talking about an egg that yeah. they pray over you. They do the sign of the cross all over your body and they place under the head of your bed. Mm -hmm. And it's only room temperature overnight. There's no reason that egg would go bad that quickly. No, there's no reason. I mean, usually those are farm. I, I'm going to say farm fresh eggs. Okay. But I mean, they're, they're not anything that's been tainted. They haven't been laying around for a week or nothing like that. I mean, these are viable, very fresh eggs that they use and and how they turn eddie is just amazing what happened what transpires when they actually start turning and 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 you can feel it well you can feel yes, it in your body but, too. but i have found also after doing more research that fertile eggs from a farm fresh uh, chicken work better than the store-bought if you have a farm fresh egg those are the ones to mm -hmm. use especially one that's fertile Right, right. Mm -hmm. That is very true. I wouldn't know the difference. Oh, you know the difference. So, hold up. Oh, yeah. I am country, like, chicken guy at all. You know, I, yeah, I'm a coon ass. I was <laughs> raised down to, I know about alligators and shit, but, like, how do you know a fertile chicken? Like, okay, I, I do know the, the whole egg theory, you know, the whole thing they do with the rub the egg all over the body whenever you're sick, whatever, you make a big old bowl of mole you know do that I, I know about that but eggs how do you know an egg is fertile versus not i didn't know eggs you crack the bowl scramble it up mix it, whatever yeah basically what you do is you have you have to get eggs from a farm this i don't know you have not to get eggs from a farm and if you got roosters and chickens it's going to be a fertile egg more than likely um i know with these two horn dog roosters i have this is going to have yeah, they're, they're, any egg you get is going to be fertile. Now, the is difference is... feathers in it or... No, 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 no. They, it's just like a regular store-bought egg if you crack no, it and, and no, eat it. No. But the difference is, is if you keep is it warm... Difference. Yeah, if you keep it warm, yeah, it'll start turning into a chick. So, But if you yep. get them immediately, <laughs> right away, it's just an egg. But they're fertile eggs. Mm-hmm. So if you put it in the refrigerator, you're good to go. If you leave it out on the counter under a light or something like that, you're probably going to have a chicken. Yeah. You keep it warm, you're going to have a chicken. But, Super. you know. It blows my fucking mind. So you can eat this thing, you know, if you. 
Yeah. Crazy man. <laughs> yeah. I mean, it's just, it's just like any That's other egg. I'm not in the farming business, man. <laughs> yeah. It, it's just like, it's just like any store bought egg, but you know, the thing with I am the, ignorant to this. Yeah. The, the difference is, is that it's a fertile egg. So, I mean, it's no difference so, than something you're going to go buy at Walmart. So, so the, so the ones you get at Walmart, like, so you, you know, they're, they're not fertile. Like, so they, no. won't, they won't turn into a chicken, right? No. No. And then once you get so the egg cold, you know like fertile, you know, and once you get the egg cold and you put it in a refrigerator, that's pretty much the end of it. It's not going to, even if you warmed it up, it's not going to turn into a chicken. That's it. But if you leave the egg where okay. the hen can lay okay. on it, it's over then you're going to, you know, if you give it a, a good, you know, four or five days, you know, if you crack it open, you're going to start seeing like little vein or whatever in it, uh, where it's going to start changing into a chicken yeah so okay so if you get 12 eggs you get a dozen eggs out of like a chicken coop right Mm -hmm. yeah you get 12 eggs out of a chicken put them in a bowl leave them on the counter can you tell which ones are fertile or not no how does that work no are they they all fertile and then you just throw them in the refrigerator yeah yeah they'll they'll all be fertile and just put them in a fridge and after that it's over Well, shit. So learn something new every day. Yep. Did you know that raccoons have thumbs? Yes, I do. I had one. Yes, they do. I they had a raccoon thumbs. as a pet. Until recently. and Yeah. Yeah, I had a raccoon as a pet. I don't, I don't mess with raccoons or chickens. So. I've, I, I've got it all, dude. I've had it all. Go me. So... Wow. You know, you've Didn't got know any, any of this with the chickens. So moving on. So <laughs> moving moving, on. Now, now that we've all got a, a farming lesson in eggs 101. Uh, no, I mean, it, when you're talking about curanderas and the prayer of the eggs, I mean, it's always best if you use a farm fresh egg, one that's fertile in order to do your prayers with. In other words, if uh, you have the ability to uh, have a farm fresh egg or be able to go get one or know somebody who has chickens that's going to be your best bet if and you can do these prayers yourself by the way there's nothing that says you can't you know uh, it's it's the amount of belief you put into it that i think actually makes the difference uh it's kind of like voodoo if uh if you don't really believe in it too much it doesn't really have the same effect from what i understand but it's not something i'm going to want to push exactly. or try you know, um, and, and I guess because of that and because of my, uh, openness to, uh, possibly believe that something could happen, you know, it could affect me, you know? So, uh, you know, I, I, I try not to, uh, dabble too much in that kind of stuff, but yeah, I mean, there, there's a lot of, uh, different things that you can get involved in that you really shouldn't. Uh, but you know, the prayer with the egg is not one of them. The prayer with the egg is perfectly safe. If somebody's feeling sick try it you know you may be surprised how quickly it may make somebody feel better yeah voodoo on the other hand is not something that you want to play with it's it could be good it could be really good or it could be really really bad and depending on who's the practitioner of the ritual um you don't you just don't know and i don't know anybody that dabbles in voodoo you know and it's probably uh, like like Cajun French, it's a dying it's a dying language. Like the old old school. Foot, um, my mom and my grandma, she she passed away, but she she knew Cajun French, and it's something that's dying off. 
you know, I think eventually probably next 20, 25 years, voodoo is probably going to be gone. I don't know. I mean, maybe there's an underground cult of this stuff going on. Who knows? I don't know. I honestly uh, believe like right now that you can go down to New Orleans and, and see it firsthand. I honestly believe that find. it's probably underground. I honestly believe that voodoo will probably never completely be gone. I think as, and as well as all religions, I think there'll always be something no. or somebody practicing these, uh, these religious mm-hmm. beliefs, you know, at some point somewhere. And I don't think they'll ever completely be gone from our world. And, um, uh, Honestly, I don't know if they really Eddie should be. Could be. I don't know if they really should be gone. Uh, I think Eddie, they, me, uh, they all have a place. I want to mention something there that you just said a while ago that really, I think this is probably the utmost importance of what all these combined hexes, religions, um, whatever you want to call them, it is the belief of that person. It is the belief of that group. We had people like Jim Jones, okay? There's people like that. You had people like what happened in Waco down there, okay? You have people that sit there that have that ability to sit there and put a belief in your mind. We are raised in our churches Mm -hmm. as young people to believe in Jesus Christ and and the Trinity and things like that. It, It is indoctrinated into us to go ahead and believe that such is the act and the practice of these people in different religions and different arts they have the same belief they have the same commitment and they have the same drive to make whatever they're doing the utmost of importance and if they're doing it to you um well watch out because there's things that, like I said, that go bump in the mm-hmm. night, like Eddie was talking about, that you don't really want to get into. James, you mentioned it a while ago about voodoo. There's things that um, we have been told. And when we started, when I started getting into the paranormal, and I'm sure Eddie was the same way, we found out about different things that people were talking about. And they talked about it because they were warning us. They were telling us, okay, there's demonic possession, okay? There's things in the spiritual world that you really don't want to dabble into, Rick. And I mean, it is as tri- as intriguing as it is, as gratifying as it is to sit there and maybe catch her, an evidential piece of information on, on a video or an EVP or something like that, especially when you start walking into the spirit boards and things like that. Eddie's, Eddie's, has a few stories about that too on the spirit boards and it is the belief of these practitioners and the belief of the people getting involved into it that all at once you're swept away in a flood and it's it's it, it's not it's not a flood you can get out of is am i right eddie it, you're very very right i mean we we even had it one time where we did an investigation at a at a curandera uh, location and uh, they allowed us to go in and do the investigation. And I was speaking with the curandera, and we were talking in Spanish back and forth. And she told me that before the night was over, one of my team members would be hurt. And I and I asked her, I said, who? And she said, it's one of your team members that has a bad back, but he's going to be hurt before the night's over. I didn't think too much about it. 
later that evening, uh, that team member that she mentioned uh, stabbed himself in the leg with a double-edged knife and Whoa. had and had to be taken out of there. And come to find out, he had a bad back. But he buried a double-edged knife Damn. about four inches in his leg. Damn. Holy shit. Mm-hmm. Now, you tell me if that's coincidence. Well. And he, well, you got to remember, no, he had no idea. So. He did not know any of that or any of the conversation. That was private between her and I. And I also want to mention something here, Eddie, as far well, as you know, groups and people that are starting up new groups and things like that. It would I would really like for you to listen to us, to Eddie, to James and me. When we're talking about things that go bump in the night, it's just not a saying, okay, people? If starting a new group, get with somebody that has a knowledge, that has some experience in dealing with these things. Um, if you don't, and you get caught up into these um, type of whatever it might be that you want to get into, not from spirit boards to demonology to whatever it is, there is a line that can be drawn. And if you're not ready for that line to be drawn, there's really nothing that anybody can do for you once you've crossed that line. I know I've had experiences with people and I've seen people in the possession of what has happened with them as far as going into paranormal ordeals that they really weren't ready for. So I would ask you, if you have any questions about anything we're talking about, the corn and data, anything, give us a call. Call James, call Eddie, call me, Texas. Let us know what your questions are because we will and we do want to help you. We've had a lot of experience yeah. in a lot of these areas. This is not something that you can take lightly. Uh, James, as a matter Good of day. fact, has been in contact with uh, uh, the Church of Satan. And uh, mm -hmm. we're looking at trying to do a story on that. Yeah, I'm not sure what kind of luck we're going to have with it. But these are areas that if you're not prepared for, you don't yeah. need to be dabbling in it. Yeah, this is this is a, a story that we've been trying to put together for for a little while now. Um, finally got a response back from these folks. And, uh, you know, I don't know where this is going to go. I really don't. Uh, these these people are, are dynamic and they're they're very intelligent and they're they're you know mm -hmm. they're everywhere um but that's that's a story for a different day but um getting into this thing if you're gonna you know walk into this and think that you're gonna capture a lot of cool shit and just walk away from it and with footage and thinking yeah this is cool man and um you know i got what i came for you you might leave with something you don't want yeah there um, there you don't know what you're doing you really, really, really ought to think about what's going on because there's a lot of shit that can happen while you're there and you won't even realize it. Um, there's things that can happen to you. There's things that can affect you. There's things you can take home. Um, if you don't know the cleansing process, if you don't know what you're doing, you could be in a bind. Uh, this is not a game. There's shit out there that you just, there's, there's, there's shit out there that, that you just don't know how it's going to affect you 
And if you hear a little sound in a back room, that's great. Yeah, you heard something. But, man, I'm going to tell you, it gets a whole lot worse than that. You know, one investigation I did, they had bottles flying across a room. It, it's scary. It's there's, there's shit on the other side that we don't know this. And that's our goal uh, is to find out what that is or at least try to see what that is. Yeah, there are and, um, there are man, consequences. It's, it's scary. It's, it really is. I mean, uh, you know, yeah. I don't run from things. You know, I hear shit. I just sit there and I just kind of like, okay, I know this is what's going to, I know this is what I came for. I'm just going to sit here and just kind of deal with it. But there's things that, that will scare the shit out of you, you know, and you just got to eat. Yeah, there are consequences. And I think uh, we just lost James. He just froze. Uh oh. <laughs> yep, he froze up. James, Uh-oh. you're frozen. His hot, his hot spot, his hot spot went Danielle, hot, cold. Danielle, let him know. <laughs> but yeah, I mean, there, there's a lot of things out there that you know, if you dabble in it, you know, remember, remember the old saying, you know, if you ha- get the tiger by the tail, what are you going to do next? You know, you got to be be careful with that kind of stuff. <laughs> Good one. Yeah. Good one. Yes. But uh, I've been to the graveyard of or the cemetery and, and the grave of Marie Laveau, uh, which is a famous voodoo queen. Um, I, I've been all over the place. I've been to all kinds of different uh, haunts. And uh, it's uh, it's incredibly uh, spooky at times because there's a lot of this stuff that you really don't have any control over. And when you don't have that control, uh, it, it, it tends to get bad on you in a hurry. Yeah, sure does. Sure does. But these are things, Eddie, that that um, it doesn't make any different what season it is. Okay, a lot of people think that they want to get into it when it's Halloween and um, all that all that good stuff and Halloween and everything. But let me tell you something about these hexes and this white magic and this black magic and things that that go bump in the night. This is twenty four seven, people. This is 24-7 that these things are around you. We are in a spirit world even as we talk. There are spirits around me. There are spirits around you. And there's things that um, you have to realize once you start dabbling into this that you need knowledge about and you need guidance about. And you need to know what you're doing before you ask or before you jump and make a big splash in, into something that you may be, get hurt in. And that's my biggest concern as far as being into the paranormal, even as, as uh, long as I've been into it. There's things that I still don't know. I've been in it for 20 some years now, and there's still things. There are dimensions. There are worlds out there that we don't know anything about people. We don't. And if, if you want to be honest about it, we're not going to know it, anything about it until we actually cross over ourselves. And I think I lost everybody and anybody that was on this show. <laughs> nope, actually you did. There you are? <laughs> <laughs> no, I just dropped below. I was giving you full screen. Oh, okay. All right. So, yeah, you had full well, screen thank on you, that Eddie. But, yeah, so, I mean, yeah, it, it's one of those things where if you jump into this and you don't know what you're doing, remember there, there are repercussions for everything we do you know for every action there's a reaction and and keep that in mind if you're out there keep that in mind if you're going to be going out ghost hunting or or 
playing around or dabbling in this that you know there's there's a lot that can happen and that you you're not going to expect and if you don't expect it that's when it can hurt you you know and it's just yeah. one of those things where you have to learn sometimes you have to learn the hard way and unfortunately i've learned the hard way in a lot of uh, different cases and i know rick has and uh as well mm-hmm. as james on a on a couple of cases that he's been working on so i mean mm-hmm. it's uh if you don't know get as much knowledge as you can before you actually jump out and dabble in anything concerning uh black magic white magic curandera voodoo uh skinwalkers anything of that nature um medicine men i mean anything that deals with the spiritual side of 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 our world and deals with you know stuff that affects people you've got to really be very careful with yes i will concur with that 110 percent eddie it is something um there's something that uh, goes along with this uh, paranormal world that's called attachments and we've all i've had them um you, there is protection against them, but uh, Eddie, can you can you kind of enlighten them what attachments are and how you get them? Attachments you can pick up anywhere, really, uh, it, and especially if you're dabbling within the paranormal. And an attachment can be anything from a spirit that follows you home to a possible uh, bad fortune. Uh, there's a lot of different things that can happen that that can follow you, whether it's good or bad. Some of it's good, some of it's bad, some of it's evil, some of it's friendly, some of it's just curious. Um, I've taken entities home with me before, you know, and I've had to rid my house of them and uh, basically put my foot down and tell them that they need to leave. They're not welcome there. And uh, that's mm-hmm. that was before I started actually trying to uh, make them stay before I left. But there's times even if you try and make them stay, you can't. You know, they're too powerful or too strong and they're going to go with you. I've had cameramen actually freak out and bail out of a car because they've looked in the rearview mirror and saw something sitting back there. Mm-hmm. You know, so these are things that can be a lot more powerful than you are. You know, you can say all the prayers you want. You can say, uh, tell these things to stay put, everything. But keep in mind that sometimes their will is a lot stronger than yours. Exactly. And Eddie, and just may, maybe one more thing. If, if you're running around with some people that you're not really familiar with and they start asking you questions, personal questions, um, or the hexes and the curses that we're talking about here are brought on and brought about by some of the things that happen when you get involved with people that are practitioners of these arts. And there's a lot of different arts, and Eddie can affirm that too, that there's a lot of different arts, that there's a lot of different people that are walking around in this world, and you won't even know you're shopping next to them. You won't even know that you're driving next to them. But they're practitioners of the arts, and these are the people that you have to be careful of and and actually look out for, you know, because if they start asking you questions and start, uh, you know, getting personal in a way that, well isn't right you're going to find out sooner or later absolutely well rick i think we're just about out of time uh you want to do some closing Uh, statements yep sorry i don't understand 
<laughs> well, I just want to say thank you. For, I, yeah, my phone just said I don't understand. Look at there. That's the paranormal. Through my phone. No, that was that was a that was that was a yeah program there. But thank you. I just want to say thank you for all those who listen to us and everything else like that. We're not here to uh, bully you or uh, you know scare you in any way. We're not here to sit there and and uh, turn you away from something that might be a, a very well i mean it's it's a good field to be into as far as the paranormal but i just want to say thank you eddie for another good night and another good show and everybody that's been listening to us and y'all have a good night absolutely thank you rick and i'm sure uh from james toops uh, i'm sure he's going to wish everybody a good night as well uh, his internet went down on him so that's why he froze up uh, he sent yep. me a text so uh we wish uh, james a good night as well and uh just want to let everybody know thank you so much for listening we love you guys we appreciate everybody who listens in on the show uh, and if you would please share our podcast out to as many as you can because our podcast will be coming out tonight and be placed on this channel so uh thank you all and uh, we'll see you again next week don't forget tomorrow night we're going to have a political analytical where we'll be talking about all the politics concerning the united states and uh We'll have uh, James Toops, Rick Warren, Gordon Park, and myself on the show. And uh, there's a lot to talk about, a lot of crazy things happening right now. Yes, there is. uh, We wish you all a good night. We love you. Be safe. Take care. And uh, once again, from Paranormal Analytical, next week, we'll see you again. All right. Good night, guys.